Get ready to take the guesswork out of choosing a school. Go to Edmonton Public Schools Open House. Meet the staff and ask your questions to learn about their schools and programs. Explore your options and find the school that feels right. Find event dates and learn how to make the most out of your visit at openhouse.epsb.ca. Know before you go and feel confident and excited when you get there. Welcome, unprofessionals, to a questionable episode of Unprofessional Development. I'm your co-host, Jane Lawrence. Mealy is here, too, but we got a bit of a different setup this time around. We are also being joined by Pete and Noah of the Math Club, and we set things up a bit differently this time. We're going to be hanging out and asking some questions of each other, and uh, honestly, we just got chatting as soon as we kind of got into things, and and, uh, so we're just going to join in media res and pick things up from wherever the heck we're going to pick him up from. Don't worry about it. It'll all make sense. Here we go. Let's dive into it. Hey, guys. So you're, you're tuning, listening to a podcast. I'm going to semi-MC this, I guess. But we're all going to um, ask questions. So let's real fast just kind of like say our name, um, what podcast we're associated with, and... Um, when we last um, ate um, something spicy, I don't know. I could come with an icebreaker question. I was right. going to say when we last had our bowel movement, but I thought that might be just too far. Okay. I, I can see why you usually edit him out, Shane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm really unprofessional development and um, the last spicy thing I ate was um uh, I have no idea I can't come with a better ice cream I suck that's a swing and a miss right there I'm terrible <laughs> I'll come back to it I need a better need a better question it's, you can't it's like your own question it's like watching the golfer no you know put the tee in the grass <laughs> and then he's like trying to get the ball on it he's falling off it's like yes really? yes yes I don't know I don't know go, go ahead Pete okay go go Pete all right so my name is Pete uh, I'm from the math club. And um, I do remember the last spicy thing I had because it was last night and it was this delicious, uh, they call it special green sauce, which doesn't oh, sound awesome, but yeah. it was, there's a, there's an Asian Latin fusion teriyaki mm. place Ooh. outside uh, Seattle here. And, um, and this sauce, it's like garlic and cilantro and pure deliciousness. Ooh, and oh. you just mm. dip it and, Love it. That sounds cool. <laughs> I'm in my mind. I'm trying to like mix together mariachi and teriyaki. And nice, but it's not coming oh, you out. Guys, nice. it. Mar- mariachi, it's, it's yeah. teriyaki, teriyaki. teriyaki. <laughs> yeah, okay. So Shane, <laughs> go ahead. Intru- introduce yourself, Shane. Hey, I'm Shane. And then, I, then I actually know oh. what spicy, the last spicy thing I ate. Okay, oh, good. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, the world is waiting. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm Shane. <laughs> I, I co-host this this train wreck of a podcast um, <laughs> with Mealy. And uh, actually, yeah, easy for me too because last night uh, I had Vietnamese. So. I'm going to say that pretty much everything I had was spicy. So yeah, it, it was, it was a nice. good meal. It's delicious. Yeah. We've got this nice little noodle extreme by our house, which, and the food is far better than, than the uh, name of the restaurant would have you believe. So, <laughs> so, so the, so the last spicy thing that I ate um, was um, one of my students yesterday. Actually, I, I realized this now. Um, you ate one of your students. students. 
I ate one of my students. They were, they were, they were spicy. very spicy. But they were, yeah, that's, spicy. That's what happens. Don't get spicy in my class, kids, or I cut you up and I domra you. Okay? So, uh, <laughs> that's how we were all here. Once you eat one student, the rest of them, they, they all get in line. But um, <laughs> So, no, my student had a spicy like, sex mix thing. I, I don't know what it was, but it had pretzels and things in it, and it, it said spicy on it. And I, as I always do, I said, you know, do you care about my germs or can I stick my hand in the bag? He's like, go stick your hand in the bag. So I stuck my hand in the bag and stuck a bunch of um, spicy pretzels and chips and whatever else it was in my um, mouth. And it was really good. It was a little spicy. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Noah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I'm Noah and I am uh, one of the co-hosts of the Math Club podcast. And my last spicy snack was very similar to yours Neely. i had some uh spicy pretzels yesterday mm-hmm. i was sitting in the, in the staff room at one of the schools i work at and a teacher said hey you want to try something good and she had these pretzels <laughs> i'd never heard of before i think they were called dots pretzels oh. and uh they didn't taste spicy when i tried them but mm-hmm. as i was driving away a few minutes later i was like what is this spicy taste that is oh, just nice. not leaving my mouth <laughs> uh, they, they, oh. they kind of it was a slow creep up. Yeah, the word the word creeper um, comes up as, as 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 you know. There's another context that I'm familiar with creeper that we'll, that we'll leave alone again. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. but, um, so if you know, you know, as the kids say. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> by the way, by the way, just as a side note, um, the school I did most of my teaching at for for most of my career, uh, we had a huge. Um, EL population, um, mm-hmm. mostly mostly Spanish speakers. Mm-hmm. And a kid came up to me on the playground one day when I was on yard duty, and he's he's eating um, flaming hot Cheetos. Yes, uh, and he goes he goes, hey, Mister King, did you know that they now make flaming hot Cheetos that aren't hot? <laughs> like, what? Like like, uh, like they're like just called flaming, Cheetos. Like the flaming hot, yeah, like the flaming hot ones was the original, and that the regular yes. Cheetos was the first <laughs> variant. Oh. <laughs> That's good. That's amazing. (laughs) All righty. So, boys and girls, um, elephants and snails, um, whoever's listening here, um, we got four of us here, two two sets of podcasts, you know, professional development and the math club. And so kind of like if you want to go back and listen to um, a couple of our episodes with my former co-host, Tadisco, whom we all love. And um, when the two dope teachers were on here, and also I think we did something similar when we did um, the uh, the whatever called up something up guys. I don't know. There were some British guys, but anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just hands up, guys. That's what it's called. So that's like like really early um, uh, vintage um, of um, professional development. What we're gonna do is each co-host is going to ask a question, and then the other three will answer the question. And so um, I don't have a question prepared yet, so I'm not going to go first. So I, I figure I know one of you guys had some questions prepared yep. in a little um, chat that we had prior to this. So who's ready to go? I'll go. I'll go first. Oh, no. OK. Ready? Oh, you know, no, ahead, what you, oh, cool. OK. OK. Um, so my first question is, if you could only teach one course for the rest of your career, like not. And that means like one grade level, like you couldn't teach, you know, math, you know, 10, 11, 12, like just one course at one grade level, what would it be for the rest of your career? Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start. So, um, well, I get, I, 
I think that as an elementary school teacher, what, what you're what that translates to is if I could only teach one grade level for the rest of my career. Is that okay. what you're? Is that sure? I mean, or did I, you mean specifically a subject? Well, there's no legally binding paperwork in any of this, so you can interpret however you like. I'm. I've taught in in my career. I've taught third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade, and mm. hands down, uh, third grade is where it's at. That is. That is the complete sweet spot in elementary school. The kids are old enough that they get you. They understand your, or my, they understand my jokes, my humor, my sarcasm, my snark, but they're not so old that they are acting like they don't like you already. Like those fifth graders <laughs> would sometimes do. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I would, I would definitely, I would go with third grade. Easy. Nice. Yeah, that's interesting, though. I didn't know there was a sweet spot like that. Although, now that you mention it, I'm going to guess that a lot of elementary school teachers probably have their favorite grade level. I yeah. most, of the, mm-hmm. most of the teachers I know who teach elementary have moved around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to say, kindergarten would probably not be my sweet spot. I think that mm-hmm. would be a really tough grade level. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Shane, is it okay if I go next? It is absolutely okay. I will allow it, yes. Okay, awesome. So uh, my experience teaching is at the college level. So I'm going to pick a college level course. Mm -hmm. And I would say similarly to Noah, hands down, that class would be abstract algebra. And this is a course for math. Oh, God. Oh, please. I know. I'm 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 triggered. Okay. (laughs) I mean, do you guys want me to, should I just go? Am I done here? Oh, that's that's, that's the one math class that that broke my brain. So anyway, go ahead. You got 60 seconds to make a case. Go. Okay. So abstract (laughs) algebra, this is primarily targeted at math majors, although many other people take it as well. And it is so full of opportunities for exploring modern mathematics, abstraction, proofs. um, And it sits at the center of so many other mathematical disciplines, whether you're talking about um, topology, whether you're talking about number theory, um, if you're talking about geometry, all of them intersect in this year-long sequence called abstract algebra. And um, it's just got my heart so for sure if i could only do one that would be it nice. okay so I like i were gonna say i thought you were gonna say game theory for for sure yeah that so, does sound like a lot of fun like i said <laughs> the, the only thing that i like about abstract algebra is i and i teach math for the for those of you that don't know um is that it makes me appreciate and i think about it i try to think about it on a regular basis what my students who are lost in my class feel like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, 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 I mean, I hit like my, and I'm, you know, I'm good at math. I I teach math. I I, I very rarely, I I never struggled with math. You know what I mean? Until I got to abstract algebra. And then there were just some, some things like Shane is, who's not a math guy. This is my interpretation of of what abstract algebra is, or at least the part of it that that, um, that I recall well, is it's like, we're going to learn how to talk to one another, but we're going to pretend that we've never heard of letters or reading or writing before. And we're going to start <laughs> from like the fact that like I can just draw this random thing on the, on the thing. And we're going to, 
It can make any sound. We're going to determine right now. This this thing I draw here, this weird, like, upside-down smiley face, when, when we see that, we just go... <laughs> and then this one, this kind of looks like a dollar sign, but it's sideways, and that is... This, by the way, this, this is actually what I talk about on day one. It's like you're giving my first day lecture right here. This is perfect. So, so, I, so I'm going to... I'm going to... You know, and now, and now we're gonna try and, and now we're gonna try and communicate to one another, and they're like, "Oh, it's it's oh, so I'm 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 close to what it actually is supposed to be. Is that right? Yeah, I'm here for it. That sounds great. Wow. Yeah, sign me up. Oh my god, you know, happy faces and dollar signs. Yeah, I'm in. I'll, oh, I, uh, nope. I'll tell you what, Mealy, I'll I'll make a couple YouTube videos for you, and okay. you and I can start a correspondence class. Okay, I, I mean, yeah, if I could ever actually know what a group and a ring is and um was it albeism or something like that or uh, yeah abelian abelian okay yeah yeah whatever that is that that's like you know from a fantasy no we must quest to abelian (laughs) yeah like i remember i had to simply walk into (laughs) abelian so there was this proof we had to do, and I can't remember what it was, but it was but it was related to modular arithmetic, and I believe it was either proving the distributor commutative property of of something, right, of addition or multiplication. Yeah, and like I walked through it with my professor, like we just she just like tutored me one on one, and I'm like she just kind of had to like give me a little bit, and then I would try and I would guess, and she's like, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, but doesn't didn't we just like aren't we just kind of assuming something? Well, we kind of are, but we aren't. I'm like, it, it was, it was pain. So anyway, all right. So never mind. We can see if uh, that's the kind of stuff that Shane has to edit out later. That's just too much. Too bad. Well, I, I love it. And let me just say one last thing. <laughs> Noah yeah. and I were talking about exactly this stuff on the phone yesterday. I was talking yeah. to him about commutativity and associativity and like how you go about yeah. proving it. So, um, Shane, we should, we sh- I mean, Mealy, uh, we should have looped you in. <laughs> we yeah, you up. yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing I do get, I do get modular arithmetic. That makes complete sense to me. Like I, that, I that I can wrap my head around, and I can do, and I can explain. Okay. And Shane, if you don't know, modular arithmetic is it's like let's pretend that the biggest number that we have is seven. So we so or the biggest digit that we have is seven. So it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-four, twenty-seven, thirty, and so forth. Okay. And then you keep have to going. Fig- keep going. Right. Really. And you keep going. And then you have to figure <laughs> out like what does fourteen minus um fifteen equal? And it's not negative one. It's it's something weird because of um yeah, yeah. So I, I imagine we, there's like a yeah, use case it. for this. Doesn't use the clock. The clock's the best way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we actually did an episode on um, the Diffie-Hellman uh, encryption algorithm that focused a lot on modular arithmetic, and I had not really worked with modular modular arithmetic before. Pete had to really kind of explain it to me in that one, and and it was that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, we anyway, had the, I, go ahead. We had the world's yeah, we had the world's biggest clock in that episode, I believe. Uh, and so, I mean, it was it was really big this clock that we were yes. talking about. Oh my god! Uh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so I get to teach any class, and I have to teach it um, for the um, for the for the rest of my life. Um, 
and I'm just going to make a, I'm, I'm going to make up a class because that's what I get to do. Because Shane said there was, there's no rules. Yep. And it's just, and it's just sitcom class. Okay. And we are just <laughs> going to watch and discuss various sitcoms. Okay. We'll start maybe with like way back to like all the way back to like the honeymooners and I love Lucy. And we will just kind of jump around. We might not necessarily go chronological. We'll kind of jump around and discuss certain characters and, uh, and tropes and all that kind of stuff. And I would just, I could talk about sitcoms um, for forever, so um, so I would like so that, that, that sounds, sounds like a new podcast on the horizon. Yes. <laughs> sounds like you got to go talk to your admin and be like, "Hey, I got this idea for a course." Yes, that'd be yes. awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. Would, I would take that class. That's I, I mean, I, I didn't too. know we could be out of the box like this. That's pretty rad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would take right. that class too. Alrighty. So one of the the math club guys, you ask a question now. Let's go. You want to go, Pete? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. So, um, so all of us here have experience teaching. Some of us may actually be in the classroom teaching, like uh, even now. Uh, so, mm-hmm. here's my question: What I want to know: What is your earliest teaching memory? And just to put some parameters on this, it it doesn't have to be once you became a professional teacher, what is the first thing you remember? Uh, what I mean is any moment that stands out to you as an early teaching memory, uh, I would love to hear about it. Huh. Okay. Okay. So I, I so I've got two. Okay. Um, and really, and really three, but, but two. Okay. <laughs> um, well, there's one that's close to that, that I, that I just like telling because I just get fun. So um, is this that modular arithmetic again, where three it, is really two? It is. It is modular <laughs> arithmetic. <laughs> Good. So um, the first one, and this is like why I ended up becoming um, a teacher. So um, I was um, approximately 25, 26, 27, I don't know, somewhere in that, in that range. And I had a neighbor, and I don't know how she knew I was good at math. I have no idea what other conversations we'd had or whatever, but somehow she knew I was good at math and she was going back to school. She was in her twenties as well. Um, and she was taking a class at community college and she was struggling with um, college algebra. And so she brought over a textbook back when we used to still have textbooks. But anyway, um, so <laughs> she brings over the textbook and she's like, I don't know how to do this. I do not recall what the actual specific lesson or content was, but I remember that like I just looked at a few examples and then I started <clears throat> explaining it to her and did some examples for her. And that that thing we love so much that um, that light bulb went on mm-hmm. and she got it. She's like, oh, my goodness. She's like, she's like you explain that better than my teacher. And at <laughs> which point I was like, hmm, maybe mm-hmm. I should be a teacher. And so that was so that was like the first thing like I taught. And then the one I, I can still remember, remember the fear of day one of my first real day at, as a teacher, so not teaching, but first real day, having my classroom and going in going, oh, my God, I've got to be the adult in the room. Like, we, it's not like, you know, easy to understand. it's not hard to understand that I'm very immature and goofy. So I'm like, I've got to go in there and be the um grown up in the room what is this gonna what is this gonna go down like and it, and it was just so so scary and i have no idea what i said i have no idea even what happened it was, it's, it's all a blur but 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 i remember that 
And then the other one, the third one, that's just funny that I just like to share. Okay. And also put, throw myself under the bus with what a horrible human being I am. So first you teach me kids are acting just off the wall. Like I just had no classroom management. Didn't, didn't know how to do it. It was uh, high school freshmen mostly. And they were just, so I'm trying, like I try to like, look at quiet for a second. I put like one little thing on the board. I get like two words out of my mouth. They're, they're like, oh, they're, they explode again. And I just look at the class and I go, what is the matter? Is the nurse out of Ritalin? <laughs> <laughs> Was that also the first day you had to meet with the principal uh, yes. after, after school? <laughs> exactly. You know, and I'm like, you know, and I don't think half of them even know what I was talking about. Obviously, the ones that, that you know, were on Ritalin knew. And I, I mean, and the next day I like, you know, came back just like embarrassed and like, you know, and gave it. I said, listen, guys, I know yesterday I said that. I said that was terrible. I said, some of you may be on it. I know it's a real thing. I'm like, not like, I'm not great at focusing either. I just, that was not something I ever should have said. And I, I, so I did not, I never went to um, the, um, the principal. Okay. So when I had the conversation with other people, like, so did you go to the principal to like get ahead of it? I'm like, Oh, and go to the principal and tell him what a moron I was. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I, pre- I prepared my defense just in case it came out to him. But no, I went to the kids and said, no, this is, you know, we're, we're good here. Right. And, and no one said they were going to say anything. So I figured we, were, we, were, we were just good. let that one slide. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right, I'll go. So, um, yeah, so, somebody <clears throat> next. I'll go. Uh, so this is, uh, back when I was in high school, so this is definitely well before I ever even had any inkling of an idea I was going to end up as a teacher. Um, and I was I was in I was taking drama, uh, and I don't remember. I this seems like something that would never happen these days. I can't I can't get my head around how this went down this way. But um, the local middle school was putting on a play, and somehow the idea was they, that the high school I went to was going to send a few drama students over to be in charge of this, to direct mm. it and to be in, like, cause you know, as high school students, we were <laughs> clearly qualified to be in charge of a group yeah, of middle school like, students. What could, yes. what could possibly go wrong with this idea? So, um, so the, the, the teacher chose me and, uh, and, uh, my friend Pete, who is not this Pete, but, uh, is a mutual friend that Pete, that this Pete and I both, both oh. have in, and have known for a very long time. So it was- We obviously, call, we obviously like, call one of them repeat, I assume. Yes, in this scenario or no? We Well, we should, but one is Pete and one is Petey. Uh, okay. The one that we have here with us today is Petey, uh, okay. unfortunately for him. Uh, okay. Anyway, so they, so they sent Pete and me and one other guy named Mike over and uh, we took over this production. And it was, mm-hmm. it was after school for an hour, you know, every day for several weeks. And- somehow miraculously it all went really well and and i i still i look back at that as you know probably the first time i was in charge of a group of kids trying to to manage and and get something accomplished and it went really well uh except for the one time <laughs> there was one moment where uh the set kind of part of the set fell over <laughs> oh uh, uh but i don't think they could ever prove that was my fault Nice. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, that was that's probably that's my earliest teaching memory. Wow. Was, was directing a group of middle schoolers when I was 
only a couple years older than them myself. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's wild. Wow. Well, I for me, like I, I got a whole like montage of just like super cringy moments from my early teaching career that frankly I don't want to share because there's no moral to it other than like, wow, how are you still a teacher? <laughs> um <laughs> So, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it back even further for my actual first sort of time is like an official capacity as, as a teacher was in Sunday school and me and my buddy, Mike, um, we were, I'm going to say we were in grade 10 or 11 or something like that. And we were teaching Sunday school to like, I don't know, maybe grade two or three, maybe grade two. And we did a crap job. I mean, like, honestly, we, we just did not do the best job, but the kids loved us and we had a great time. Um, and there was one day we had this one kid in our, our class. Um, we'll call him Henry. And uh, he was a pretty rambunctious dude. And one of these kids where you just, you couldn't get anything done without him just like, you know, exploding out of his chair and, and just running all over the place. He, um, and, you know, I'll add the coda to this first, which is that we wound up with a very good relationship in the end. And I stayed in touch with this kid, you know, well into his teen years. And he made a movie and sent it to me years later, like, you know, Great, great guy. No worries. But he was having a, you know, a pretty wiggly day. So, so Mike and I, um, I don't know why, but we had some duct tape. So we figured, well, let's just tape this kid to the chair. So we, we taped an eight year old like to his chair. He thought it was fantastic. And so did all the kids. I mean, we let him out eventually, but that, that is honestly my first memory as a teacher was was, uh, taping an eight year old to his chair in Sunday school. Um, Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess things turned out okay because I, I don't tape kids to chairs anymore. And that's uh, good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I've actually, you know, you know I, I have super glue now, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I haven't done that, but I have a seven-year-old at home, and so I don't know. Mm. Maybe that could work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, that's actually give me an idea because I got I got a six-year-old. I, I think he has yet to make it through a meal sitting in his chair. <laughs> like without getting up at least six times in a meal. It's like, dude, what are you doing over there? Like, Sit down. It's oh, just, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Same in my house. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. All righty. So it's my turn to ask a question now, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Wait, did Pete yes. answer that one? Oh, did he? Pete, did you? Oh, I asked that one. I don't know. You yes, that one. You asked that one. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, yeah. If you want to answer it, if you, is there one that like pops yeah, okay. in your head, go for it. All right. Let me go real quick then. So when my parents are both uh, retired high school teachers and my mom is a math, was a math teacher. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I was in third grade um, and my mom taught me this very cool trick for how to multiply a number by nine. So mm-hmm. let's say I wanted to do nine times seven. Okay. So you take seven. Now subtract one from it. That gives you six. What do you need to add to six to make it equal to nine? You need to right. add three. Mm-hmm. 63. That's nine times seven, right? And yes. kids these days learn this trick. They do their, this thing with their fingers. The fingers. And it mm-hmm. essentially does the same thing. Well, I was pretty jazzed about this. And so the next day at school, I wanted to, to teach everybody. And so I, you know, I raised my hand, Mrs. Hickman, I learned this thing. I, I really need to, I want to show everybody. So she, she says, sure. Why don't you come on up to the front of the classroom? So I, all right, I walked up to the board, the, the blackboard, and I grabbed a piece of chalk. And I basically, for about two minutes, mumbled to myself and drew little things on the board and then said, I, I don't think I remember. And I turned around <laughs> and said, I don't Now, I, admittedly, this, this is not a very successful first teaching moment, uh-huh. but 
it's when I really discuss. I, I think it's when I really first realized there's something about teaching that is interesting, that speaks to me, that, that I, I right. want to jump in and get involved. And so, you know, here I am now, I don't know, 40 years later, and I still love going to the board with a piece of chalk. And I don't mumble anymore. Uh, and I don't just... <laughs> I don't just make little chicken scratchings, but you know, it's, it was, it's the same thing, right? It's that impulse. Mm -hmm. And I, and I cherish that in me. And I think a lot of teachers probably have a similar spark in them. Excellent. Excellent. So um, since we, we, by the way, boys and girls, um, uh, ladies and frogs, we were, we were originally going to do two questions a piece, but looks like we're, we're um, having some good talks here. We're only probably going to do one. So what I'm going to do then is, and I've come up with two questions while I when I didn't have any to begin with, I'm going to give you guys a choice board, okay? Ooh, Ooh. choice board. Look, look at me with my pedagogy. Podcaster voice and choice. I like it. I know. So you can choose, um, and if you can squeeze them both in, in, in whatever our time limit is on answering questions, that's imaginary, um, either the worst PD, since this is unprofessional development, and we sometimes um, talk about our how much we despise regular professional development. So we like PD, not PD, right? There we go. I made I made a PD um, pun there, Shane. Okay, I get it. One was I, I like laugh the, I like And one was PD with a with a with a D. I got okay? it. I see. Uh, yes, yes. Way to kill it. And we also anyway. have one of our, one of our co-hosts here is is PD. Right, that's what I, that's what I said. Yeah, we like yeah. him. The yeah. Pete, we like oh, PT. Gotcha, gotcha. We don't like PD. So, <laughs> yeah, um, gotcha. anyway, <laughs> so, um, I feel so included here. I love this. I know. So, tell me <laughs> your worst professional development experience, okay? And what, like, it was just it was t- terrible. What was going on? Or, and like, what I say, what we say on professional development is the best professional development happens conversations that we have with our fellow teachers and we learn from them. So what is the best advice that you got from the fellow teacher, maybe just in a break room or in the hallway or after school at the bar or coffee house, they said, Hey, when you do this, do that. And then see, um, so one of those two or some kind of combination thereof of the best and worst, um, Mm -hmm. PD or, um, advice you got from that, from uh, a fellow teacher. Cool. I, I go got ahead. something that leaps to mind right away. I mean, I'm breaking your question right off the bat because I'm just going to go best PD. Um, uh-huh. Because, I mean, worst PD, it all kind of blends together. There's just so much of it. It's just like, I don't know, a bunch of boring sit and get things and people promising you to that you're going to change your practice and blah, blah, blah. And then they give you either nothing or they give you 6,000 things and you have no time to look <laughs> at any of it. And you're like, no. So, no, best PD I ever had was at a teacher's conference. That's a really big conference. We do once a year, two days and it's like all day and it's at the conference center. It's fantastic. Actually. I really like it. Um, but not for, not for most of the PD sessions, but because the other opportunities that are afforded it, including one year mm-hmm. ago where um, a friend and a friend, a uh, fellow teacher. And I, we actually went, just went to like this um, British pub and we just sat there over, a pint of beer and we hashed out like we, he had a course for digital media, which is just, you know, like all the toys and, you know, editing and sound, all this kind of stuff. And I had a film studies course and we wanted to combine them because um, mm-hmm. they ran at the same time in the schedule. So we wanted to figure that out. So we sat down for two hours, you know, over a couple of pints and just hashed out exactly how the whole thing was going to work. And basically, you know, 
melded the two things together to make this functioning cohesive unit. And that ran for like that until actually just this past year, this was like over a decade ago. So uh, it was, it was fantastic because we just, we got there and we got things done and we had Mm -hmm. fun doing it. It was effective and it was lasting. Um, So it was, it was, I mean, it came on the tail of a lot of other conversations we'd had. Like we would literally have like 30 second meetings in the hallway where he's going this way and I'm going that way. You know, um, and then we said, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to finally take all this stuff that we've kind of been batting around and actually hammer it out into something that works. And we did. And it was, it was just, it was the best. And I mean, yeah, you're in a pub and you're having some beer. It's like, that's, that's, you know, I don't think all PD should be that way, but I think a lot more of it should than it currently is. So that's my answer. It should have beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. More PD should have beer. Absolutely. <laughs> your, your, uh, your question Really reminded me of a of a joke that uh, that goes. <laughs> I I hope that when I die, it happens during a PD session because then the transition from life to death will be subtle and and unnoticeable. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, the worst PD that I can remember ever having, um, probably about fifteen years ago now. My school. Uh, brought in a, a, a trainer, brought in a guy to talk about his ELD program that, that we were considering using. That's English language development. And um, this guy, th- there was, the program itself was fine. It was the guy, it was the trainer. He was, he was so condescending. Oof. And it seemed like his, the entire reason he was there was to make all of us realize how utterly stupid we were. <laughs> you know, like he would ask a question, uh, you know, and he goes, so who has an idea about, you know, about how, uh, a, you know, a student can, can start learning uh, a second language and somebody would, you know, would take a risk, would raise their hand, would answer. And then he'd go, no. <laughs> it, was like, wow. it was it was like a whole afternoon of him asking questions, us courageously taking a stab and him telling us you know, basically how stupid we sound. <laughs> wow. You know, needless to say, we did not go with his program. Yes. So <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's, that's my worst one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, okay. So I'm going to throw myself a little bit under the bus here. I mean, Shane did it earlier, I think. So why not? Um, I was actually giving a professional development or at least part of a professional development workshop. I was in graduate school down at UC Davis, and a bunch of us had been graduate students in math, had been gathered together to go and work with a group of elementary school teachers to give them a math refresher before the school year started. And so we had this, we were handed this curriculum, and we were supposed to go and uh, get everybody up to speed. And the format, I think, was from the beginning was really uninteresting. Basically, I was supposed to, each of us in our own room, we had broken out into rooms and I had, we each had like 30 teachers in our room and I was at the front of the room. I had a overhead projector and I was just going through these slides, um, you know, transparencies while the teachers sat all in rows staring at me. And uh, I mean, this is not at all how I teach when I'm in the classroom, but this is where I found myself on this day. And first of all, I was, I I don't think I could have been more boring if I had tried to be boring. That's just the curriculum didn't resonate (laughs) with me. uh, And I don't think it resonated with any of the teachers. And so there was a master teacher in the room. um, And 
at one point, I had asked a question about division, and we were talking about why can't you divide by zero? And some teacher raises her hand from the back of the room, and she goes, well, you can divide by zero. She goes, I just tell kids that anything divided by zero is that same anything. So, you know, she goes, and then she starts enumerating examples. One divided by zero is one, five divided by zero is five. And I just froze. I didn't know what, I mean, I already felt like the day was going really badly. And literally the master teacher shoved me away from the projector and stood in my place. And she said, actually, no, that is not how it works. Oh, you needed man. Noah's guy to go there. He, he needed, he needed, <laughs> Noah's guy needed no. to step in. <laughs> you are wrong and dumb. You do not know how to teach. You do not know how math works. Stop it. <laughs> so... So she kind of took over for about half an hour. And, you know, it, this was a two-day thing. And on the car ride home, I was in her car because I was assigned to her as the master teacher. She gave me some, let's just call it tips on how tomorrow might go better. And uh, I, I took a lot of that to heart and I reflected on it that evening. And the next day did go a lot better. But, boy, like that idea of I'm, I'm the one, everybody's going to focus on me and I've got these prepared overhead transparencies that somebody handed to me and I'm just going to go through them. And it was just uh, everything that I would not ever want to do as a teacher. And then, you know, it just, it just was bad. <laughs> so I <laughs> developed professionally having gone through that terrible experience. There you go. There you go. Nice. All right. Okay. So who's, who's right. left? Have we all asked the question? I all, I no, I didn't ask. I have not yet. Go I ahead, no. Okay, I thought so. Did we decide we're only going to do one each? So I yeah, yeah, we're only going to do one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a meal. Unless you can do I'm a mashup. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you both of my questions, and you can choose which one you want to answer. Sounds good. Um, so my first question is, um, who was your favorite math teacher that you ever had, and and why? Mm -hmm. uh, or if you would prefer, uh, my other question is, what's something that you learned in math at some point? where you couldn't believe they didn't teach that to you earlier, that you couldn't believe that you didn't learn that when you were younger. And, <laughs> and I'm going to actually throw out an example because that, the reason I came up with this question is this happened to me. Um, when I was in high school taking algebra, I remember the day that the, the teacher was kind of showing us that the way that you can write the expression X divided by two is to write it as X over two. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I raised my hand and I said, I don't understand. I don't understand why they would use the same notation, like a, a bar. Why would they use the same notation to indicate division that we use to indicate a fraction? I go, isn't that confusing? How are you supposed to know when you see that bar if it means divided by or if it is just showing a fraction? And the teacher <laughs> goes, "Well, it's the same thing. A fraction <laughs> is divided by." And, yes. and I went, "What?" And I said, "No, it's not." I said, "That would mean." that one half is actually one divided by, oh. Then I was a little bit incredulous that how come nobody ever told us that before? Right. How right. come I'm in high school and I'm first learning what that a fraction is really a representation of division? What, yes. Wouldn't that have been helpful to know yep. earlier? <laughs> you know, yep. so, yes. so that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm, I'm fishing for with that question. Or, or you can answer who is your favorite math teacher and why. Okay. No, that was that was that's a total Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off moment right there <laughs> yes, for you. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I gotta go pick the fence. I'll be back. There we go. <laughs> so, my favorite math teacher for um, a lot of reasons was was my um, uh, algebra teacher in eighth grade. They um, they took algebra one um, and broke it up into two years. I had like it took seventh and eighth grade to teach us um, algebra one, um, which, which actually for the, at that point was like the advanced track. The other kids took algebra one when they got to be a freshman in high school. But anyway, um, the na- man's name was Mr. Sperger, and he also has a like a little influence on. Um, some a lot of the earlier episodes of unprofessional development because we talked about him back then, and um, he was at least seventy years old, maybe maybe older. I don't know. You know, obviously, an eighth grader everyone looks old to you in your eighth grade, but he was <laughs> he was really old and wrinkly. Okay, and I mean really wrinkly. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just like I'm no, sure that's no central really, to the story, right? Merely how wrinkly, how wrinkly, like so wrinkly, yeah. like like I mean, uh, like like. like I don't know, but lots of wrinkles. So anyway, um, he had been teaching for as, as many years as it took him to get all those wrinkles. And he had decided um, that it was no longer important for him to learn students' names anymore. Yeah, I remember so, this guy. So he called every student George. Boy, girl, you know, they, them, oh, it works for everybody. You know, you are just George. Like, you know, and so you, it meant you had to like figure out, was he, you had to make, like, keep your eyes on him at all time. Cause he would just kind of make eye contact with like, so what's the answer, George? And he would just look at whoever he wanted to answer the question. He'd be like me, George or him, George. You know what I mean? And it was, so, it was so weird, but it was so, but it still made it fun. And like, and above and beyond that, he was a really, really good algebra teacher. Like he did a really, really good job of helping us to understand the algebra. Like I really learned a lot in that class, and it was just such a, a unique experience of um, him. And he had like this like old curmudgeonly boy. What's the answer, George? You know, like he was very, very like, you know, <laughs> like an old Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yes, he, he was. He, he was. He was very much a character of like this math teacher but he was but he was such a but he was a really good teacher as well ah, that's fun. i really really enjoyed mr his name was mr sparker so no, his name was george his name was george sparker. <laughs> i mean that would be actually really beneficial because i mean i know i run into students sometimes and they're like hey, mr lawrence i'm like hey george. yeah exactly yeah. right hey george yeah. you know right. no he troubles can, exactly he can do that in the grocery store all the time yeah, yeah. You know, or the restaurant hey george yeah i remember you george yeah exactly that's brilliant i, I that literally happened to me like Three weeks ago, went into a dentist's office and there was an assistant there. And yep, it was like, hey, Mr. Lawrence. Like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, just I'm going to not say your name because I don't know it. So, <laughs> hey, hey, you. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll go next. Um, are, you, are you done, Mealy? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to actually, I got to mention to one really briefly, just my grade four math teacher, Mr. Flans. I mean, he was my grade four teacher period, but he was an awesome teacher. And and I only remember him as a great math teacher because of one math quiz I took in grade four. And it was like, you know, I guess basic, you know, addition, subtraction, whatever it was. And, you know, a couple of, couple of addition questions. And then, you know, you're reading through it. And as a grade four student, you don't really read ahead. You just kind of do the first thing, the next thing. So then surprise, surprise. The third question is go outside, touch the swings and come back. Because we had a door to the outdoors in our mm-hmm. classroom. And so 
you get up and you go out and you run and you come back. And then, you know, a few more questions and go outside, run around the dumpster once and come back. And so like by the end of this math quiz, like we're all out and we're running to the far end of the field, touch the field goal post and come back. And, and we all did it and we were exhausted, but man, it was so much fun. Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't know if it made me any better at math, but I just remember that as a really fantastic moment in, in my education career. Like, I mean, who remembers a math quiz from grade four? Like that's, right. that's the thing, that's, right? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I mean, cool. as, as far as like my best, like pure, like math teacher, um, was Mr. Watt in, um, grade 12. I had, I took AP math, believe it or not. Um, so nice. doing calculus and he was one of these guys, he was a walking calculator. I mean, he would sometimes just, you know, he would do math in his head just to show off just as like a stunt. Mm. And it was like, it was like watching a street magician. You're just like, how, how did you do that? Like just his capacity for solving complex equations in his head was just mind blowing. Um, and on top of that, he was a great teacher. And I mean, he, he, you know, we were all very, uh, devoted to that class to the point where we would come in, our class would come in on a Saturday because we wanted to, to an optional study session. So we could like bone up on our calculus for, you know, they had the AP test exam do yeah 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 i mean he, he would come in with a hockey bag i don't know if you know what a hockey bag is it's just um it's, it's a bag it's a really big bag with all your hockey equipment in like, it yeah it's a it's like six feet long and about two feet in diameter maybe a foot and a half in diameter big nylon bag you used to carry around your shin pads and your your skates and all this kind of stuff but he would come with one of these things full of pop and cookies nice. and cookies that he baked at home and so we just oh. drink pop and eat cookies and study calculus. And so he would, and I mean, he was such a good teacher. Like speaking of, you know, being taught things, you know, wish, why hadn't you taught us that earlier? He would always teach us like things by the proof. And then two days later or a day later, he'd like, okay, so yesterday we learned to do it by the proof. Do you want to learn the shortcuts now? And we're like, yes, we do. <laughs> and then he'd show us these shortcuts to make math, you know, faster and easier. We're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And then, so he was, it was, he was just a, a really top-notch teacher. I think he won top, top teacher in the province. Um, after a couple years after I graduated, so just an amazing guy, loved him. I I love that story. That's that's so cool. Uh, the the idea that this person was so inspiring and so fun to be around that you guys wanted to go in on a Saturday. Like, yeah, that's yes. amazing. yeah, but yeah. we all did. It was crazy. <clears throat> well, I'm going to continue on this happy train ride with you guys, and I will tell you about uh, one of my favorite teachers. I've had many, but um, when I entered. Um, college, UC Santa Barbara. Uh, this is actually where Noah and I met. Um, <clears throat> I was taking a, a calculus class. I was ready for calculus when I started. And I thought, well, there's this honors calculus, which like maybe it'd be too hard, but but maybe not. And if it's too hard, I'll just, I'll go back to regular calculus. And so I thought I'd give it a shot. And there were only six of us in the class. That was oh. really amazing, right? Just six of us. Mm-hmm. And the, the teacher uh, Professor Larry Gerstein of uh, UCSB Math was um, such an such a like fun and inspirational, but also somewhat reserved person. Um, he worked so well with us, um, and I think it's because he had this kind of sense of humor that made math fun. It was you know he would his examples would be like, well, now we're, suppose you have a bus and this is not a regular bus. This is a bus and the windshield wipers go up and down and up and down and they, they squeeze as they move side to side. And he would just paint these pictures. There was another guy that this other 
character that he invented who's got all these green coats in his closet but one day you see him and he's wearing a purple coat and what does that mean and like i don't know what that means but it's like (laughs) you know just crazy stuff to think about now at the time i was a computer science major and i was taking math only because it was part of the computer science curriculum but um i liked this class so much um and that i that i started to think maybe maybe i could do computer science and math like maybe that'd be a possibility and i remember one day after class walking with him uh with professor gerstein and i said you know dr gerstein i i'm liking math so much that um i think i might want to major in it and he goes without skipping a beat well maybe you should take a class in polish because you might want to major in that too (laughs) 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 and you know and so actually i went from thinking i was going to you know be a computer uh, like a video game programmer guy to now i'm thinking i might double major in math and computer science and then eventually it was just math and i i was on board a hundred percent from there on out so mm. i think fun inspiring teachers can really shape the direction that that people take yeah. in their lives yeah that's yeah. why i got that's an english cool. degree <laughs> yep and who knows what might have happened if you had taken Polish? Exactly. I know. I, I, I want to. I want to see. I want to. Isn't there like that reverse like a, Polish like a, notation? We have an episode of that universe, right, where where you, you do take Polish and yeah, we and would not be making your completely different. We'd be making completely different podcast. <laughs> it would be the Polish, yeah. the Polish club. Yeah. I, well, I let's do a let's do an episode on reverse Polish notation. I think go. that's okay. something we could we could squeeze. I don't in. know what that is. That's a, that's a math but joke. You, okay, you, like I was say you do teach polar <laughs> coordinates, right? So at least yeah, at least go. that's. Pol- but, um, how, about, how about Polish coordinates? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Wait, 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 so, Just, wait. No, wait, wait, wait. So Polish, I, that's like a few one of the few math terms I know. Does Polish not refer to like the country, or is it actually like like Pole-ish? Like, re- 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 like, what's the reference? Like related to poles, like poles. Is that yes. what it actually is? Yes. I always thought it, it was is. like Polish because some dude from Poland came up with it or something. No. Oh, well, that's gonna. No. Go oh. ahead. No, well, now I'm. Now I don't know. I, I I came to our show this morning. Think I. I thinking I might have known the answer to that question, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, if the Polish mathematician is teaching about things that deal with the poles um he's bipolar thank you very much okay i'll see myself <laughs> out all righty then yeah, yes, bring us home yes. on this one buddy okay yeah, okay, yeah. we're just workshopping here okay we're just workshopping here none of this is none of this is finished material well, uh, well i gotta t- i gotta tell it's you it's not finished it's polar ask- sorry <laughs> We Go only ahead. asked. We only asked and answered half of the questions, but I think I had twice the fun. Oh, it, this has been an absolute blast. This you have has to been express that in the mathematics. Yeah. Thank so you guys. Much fun. Yeah, this this has been so much fun, and we, we really really um, appreciate you guys um, coming on. And so, if, if you're hearing us on the Math Club stream, like you need to subscribe to Unprofessional Development. If you're listening to us on the Unprofessional Development stream, you need to subscribe to the Math Club. So, like, just like. Go and then you're already in your podcast app. Just go up there and add or search or however it works for you and and, and make that happen. Now, this has been a blast, guys. This has been absolutely so much fun. This episode of Ed is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. They act as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. 
Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. The 2022 report focuses on systemic racism in Edmonton. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to ecfoundation.org. That's ecfoundation.org.